Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Kuken Cassius for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. We're at Usyk Chisora Fight Week. Delighted to be joined by Hannah Rankin. Hannah, first of all, how are you? Really good, thanks. Yeah, really good. So, I know it's been spoken about to death, but let's talk about, <coughs> excuse me, the last couple of weeks. It's been a bit of a whirlwind for yourself and also Savannah Marshall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, first of all, reaction to uh, that disappointment in Peterborough. It was out of everybody's hands. No one could have done anything about it. And it's, yeah, it was just kind of one of those situations. Absolutely. It, it was totally devastating at the time. Obviously, I was ready and raring to go fully psyched, you know, perfectly bang on the weight where I needed to be as well. So I was really frustrated. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And the opportunity to be on the Ursic Chisora undercard here in Wembley is amazing. So, yeah, it's actually very exciting. I'm not too unhappy about that now. <laughs> so initially, who broke the news to you that obviously Peter Fury had... Uh, had a failed COVID test uh, come up negative like, and what was your kind of initial response and reaction to that? Well I'd just done my check weigh in at 12 and I was bang on and um, I, I got a phone call 25 minutes later from my manager Sam Kinnock and he said Hannah I've got the worst fucking news and I was like my heart sank and I just knew what he was going to say something something had gone wrong with somebody else's test and and he said yeah Peter's tested uh, positive for it and I was just like I knew it, everything had gone so well, you know, that way when everything just worked out so well, and I was like, something's got to go wrong. Um, and yeah, my heart sank, and I was really, really not very happy at the time. I was like, take a deep breath, and don't lose my shit. <laughs> it's probably more difficult to kind of uh, get your head around where if one of you or Savannah had tested positive, then that's that. But because obviously the training team has a knock-on effect because you've obviously been in that yeah. close proximity, etc. So it is, you know, and, and someone like Peter Fury would be gutted that that situation Absolutely. arose that stopped his, his fighter, Savannah Marshall, from fighting for a world title as well. Yeah, of course. And it's like, this is unprecedented times at the moment. So it's not like we all know how this is going to work out and know what the plan is. It's just got to take things as they come. And I was really glad that Peter recovered so quickly and like the, the, the tests the week later were all clear, you know, and negative. So that was good. Um, but, you know, it, obviously it was bad. He, he didn't want to see his fighter not fighting. And in America, obviously, there's some fighters have fought without their trainers, but because they traveled together there at the same time, they were worried that Savannah might test positive for the the virus as well so in a few days so um yeah it was all a bit up in the air but hey um it is what it is and everybody's recovered so <laughs> that's good when people watch this video back later they will just see Derek Chisora pacing up and down behind <laughs> you I know you're probably not you are aware because you can't really miss Derek walking up and down but I don't know what he's doing because before he was getting photos taken but now he's just pacing up and down he's got what? his headphones on he's in the zone so he's doing whatever he is he has to do so I think we'll let him walk we'll yeah, just let him walk I don't want to stop him <laughs> Derek can you just stand there please <laughs> um, Hannah you're experienced on the world scene and obviously it was it's been a couple of years now since the fight yeah. with uh, Clarissa Shields in Kansas that was a, a rather jolly, jolly, jolly place over in Kansas but um, yeah I'm sure like fights like that will kind of put you in good stead uh, for someone like Hannah, uh, Savannah Marshall this week. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, I'm experienced at that sort of level, fighting at the elite level and fighting for world titles. So um, that's definitely going to be standing in my favour, um, doing the championship distance and also being on big uh, shows like the one when I fought Carissa. Um, you've just got to get used to the situation. It's There's a lot more to do. There's a lot more like media. There's a lot more everything else. So, yeah, I feel very experienced and I think that's going to really help me on fight night. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, a few days to find out. It's going to be an interesting fight night, it's Halloween night, so something's bound to happen. I don't know what, but it should be rather eventful. Just literally steps away at the Wembley Arena. Absolutely, and with uh, Usyk and Chisora, both massive uh, characters, I feel like it's perfect for Halloween. Um, there's always exciting things happening on Halloween, and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, can't wait. We look forward to it, glad the fight's on, because I think when Eddie Hearn first mentioned that his intentions were to put this fight on, on this card, it seemed a bit far-fetched, like it was only a two-week gap, and you know you needed to have like negative uh, COVID test results from everyone, it's just a, like a very short space of time. I'm sure everyone kind of thought that, but fair play to him, he's, he's got it on this card, and not everyone had to wait too long. No, exactly, and I, I personally thought probably we wouldn't get it uh, done until like you know later on in November. I think that's what everybody thought, but when they managed to turn it around so quickly, I was just like, that was fantastic. The Matchroom and Eddie have managed to do that, and massive thanks to them because obviously with the COVID situation, you don't want to leave it any later just in case the show gets cancelled or something like that happens like crazy. So I'm really happy it's been scheduled so quickly again. Um, no crowds here, obviously, at the Wembley Arena, which obviously... Until I suppose you're in that situation, you're not going to know what that feels like. But are you assuming just it's a ring, lights on, let's go? Yeah, I mean, I was really lucky to stay in the bubble for the last one to watch Ellie Scottney make her debut, which was fantastic. And uh, I got to hear just how quiet it is in the auditorium. It was just really, really quiet. Um, so you can hear every single punch, you can hear every single noise. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to treat it like any other situation. You're in the ring and you're focused on what you've got to do the job at hand. Hi, Derek. Derek's in the zone. Didn't even say hello. Cheers, Derek. Um, Hannah Rankin, thank you very much for coming to Eiffel TV. Wish you the best of luck uh, this Saturday. Uh, it should be an exciting night. So if you're at home, which you should be on Saturday, as people can't go into each other's houses. <laughs> no. So, yeah, buy the pay-per-view and uh, enjoy a great night of boxing. Yeah, tune in everybody, it's going to be fantastic. There's two great female fights on the card and I'm going to be going home with that WBO World Middleweight title. I can't wait. Thank you very much. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Dave Allen is fighting Lovejoy. Now, the only Lovejoy I've ever heard of is the character from the 1990s television comedy series. But apparently there's a heavyweight boxer of the same name and he's fighting Dave Allen on Saturday on the Usyk Chisora undercard. So if we slide on over to Lovejoy's record, his first name is Christopher, we can discover that he is a 36-year-old American heavyweight a record of 19-0 with 19 KOs. He's 6'5". His weight has fluctuated massively throughout his career. He turned pro at 302 pounds. 
His second fight, he was 317, and I think that was a career heaviest. Since then, he's yo-yoed in weight until he finally came in at his career lightest, which was in January of this year, at 236 pounds. Something else to note is the fact that all of his fights, up until this point, have been in Mexico. And bear in mind, this is an American heavyweight. So the fact that he's been fighting in such obscurity in Tijuana, Mexico, for his first 19 fights, would suggest that he isn't particularly talented. Now, there are always anomalies, of course. There are always exceptions to every rule. But generally speaking, if you're a talented American heavyweight, you will be talent spotted by a trainer, by another fighter, by an agent, by a manager. And you will be introduced to certain trainers in America. You'll be introduced to certain uh, matchmakers, to certain managers, promoters. And you'll be having all of your fights or the majority of your fights in the States. The fact that this guy has been fighting entirely in Tijuana, Mexico, it doesn't bode well for him, (laughs) at least not on paper. So yeah, that's what we know about Lovejoy. I've looked on YouTube to try and find some footage of him fighting and I can't find any. Maybe some of you have seen some footage. If you have, please post links in the comment section below. All I've managed to find myself of Lovejoy is some clips of him hitting the pads. And I know you can't read too much into people hitting pads because some people don't really look very good on the pads, but when they get in the ring, they can really fight. I mean, if you ever look at Marcus Maidana hitting pads, he doesn't look impressive. I've seen little kids, amateur kids in the gym who look a million miles better than Maidana hitting the pads. But you wouldn't put them in the ring with Maidana, would you? (laughs) So I know you can't read too much into pads, but for whatever it's worth, he looked very poor from what I saw hitting the pads. He looked very poor. His technique looked poor, his stance, the way he was throwing the shots, he, he just looked poor. Very novicey. So let's see what happens here. It was supposed to be Christian Hammer that was uh, fighting Dave Allen originally, but you know we know what happened there. I covered it in a previous video. So in steps Lovejoy, the heavyweight boxer, not the character from the 90s television comedy series. I mean, maybe it would have been more entertaining if it was the uh, character from the te- from the comedy series. <laughs> Shout out to anybody above a certain age who remembers Lovejoy. I think that started in the 80s because there was a big long gap between the first series and the second series of like, I think four years or something, three, four years. But yeah, Lovejoy, old school. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below about this particular fight. Dave Allen versus Lovejoy, it's really a stab in the dark at this point because you you really don't know what you're going to get with Chris Lovejoy. Is he going to give Dave Allen any issues at all? See, Dave Allen, as we know, is a very limited fighter. And he has this terrible habit of not throwing punches in a lot of his fights. I mean, when he fought, uh, what's that big guy called that Dave Allen knocked out? God, I forget his name. Can't remember it now. Some some big, tall guy, heavy build, and he was boxing Dave Allen's head off, and then Allen landed one right hand. Nick Webb, that's his name. Nick Webb. He was beating the brakes off Dave Allen, and Dave Allen wasn't throwing any punches, and then out of the blue, bang, Dave Allen landed this big overhand right, 
and knock Nick Webb out. And that's the story of the majority of Dave Allen fights. He just doesn't throw any punches. He takes a beating and then he comes over with that big swinging right hand. And sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, he generally gets beat. I saw a video where David Hay was talking to Dave Allen. It was quite a funny video, actually, back and forth banter. And they were face-to-face talking. And David Hay was kind of trolling Dave Allen and telling him that he saw this Lovejoy guy face-to-face and that he's actually a huge guy and he looks closer to seven foot than six five and he's actually really solid muscle and you know he was just trolling him and at one point he said that Lovejoy flattened Tyson Fury in sparring again I think he was just trolling but at first Alan wasn't sure if David Hay was serious or not because David Hay was acting like he was serious (laughs) so yeah I'm going to assume that that was just trolling as well uh, well, I know a lot of the stuff they, David Hayes said in that conversation with Dave Allen was trolling, but specifically about Lovejoy flattening Tyson Fury, I'm going to assume that that is not true. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. I'm out. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. One, two, one, two. Kugan Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global, Usyk Chizora Fight Week. Delighted to be joined here in the fight bubble with the famous Kieran Farrell and also Amy Timlin. First of all, Kieran, how are you, mate? All good, mate, all good. Just want to say, why do you look nervous when you're like? Mate, you know what? It's every time you come and see me. <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm ready to go. You've been sending me messages of uh, for yeah. our 10-year anniversary of you rapping. So I don't know if you want to give people a little preview of it right now. Yeah, I'd have to wait and see, mate. But um, when you were doing that, mate, check one, two, one, two, mate. I was feeling that. You know what I mean? I was ready to go again. You know what I mean? But yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, Amy, uh, it's been a little while since we caught up in the lockdown period where we did a um, a Zoom interview. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, um, I remember it very well. <laughs> we have to try and bring her out, Kieran. You're gonna have to help me here. Hey, you know what? I'll be honest. She, she I've seen her dancing in the gym and that. I you know she's. She's I'm gonna a come up. She's a weirdo. We like weirdos on yeah, here. He's a bit of a weirdo. I'm so weird. I'm definitely a weirdo, mate. There's no one like me. Why are you a bit of a weirdo then? Don't know. I'm just surrounded by weirdos. <laughs> surrounded by weirdos. I think being a weirdo's good. I think it's like it's yeah. a good thing to be yeah, a bit weird. Weirdos do weird things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's good for you, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Commonwealth chance for you in only your fifth fight yeah. this weekend uh, against Skelly. So, yeah, how much have you seen? 3-0, and kind of similar record to yours. Obviously, you're one fight ahead, but how much of her have you seen? Um, I've seen a few videos on YouTube. Um, she's All I know is she's, she comes forward, she loves a good tear-up, a bit similar to myself. So it's going to be an exciting fight, but I'm more than ready. Well said, well said. Kieran, women's... Boxing, fast-paced, as in terms of a few fights you could be fighting for yeah. a Commonwealth title, probably a few more fights you'd be fighting for a world title, but that's yeah. 
kind of that game, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Look, uh, I was talking to Steffi Bullock over lockdown and he was telling me about Terry Harper and she got a chance in a fifth fight, I think, for a title. And uh, obviously it's Amy's fifth fight now. She got a six-rounder in her last fight, which put her in a world, uh, world of good for this, this fight, uh, obviously being a 10-round title fight. We know Dave Cornwall is recovering from coronavirus at the moment. So obviously, Dave, if you're watching this, which I'm sure we will be, wish you well. But Dave, I'm assuming, won't be here this weekend. Not too sure. Not too sure, mate. Not too sure. Mate. Not too sure. I seen. He sent me a WhatsApp and he said um, arrival and he said everyone and he said Saturday, Dave Cornwall. Yeah, I think he's coming. So on I Saturday. think he might be. Yeah, I think he's coming on Saturday, mate, to watch. That's good. That's yeah. good if Dave's here. So yeah, well, yeah. I'd say big thanks to Dave as well for getting us. The opportunity, you know, to box on this big stage, you know, um, we're buzzing for it, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I was talking to Dave during lockdown as well, and that's how it all come about with me, Amy and Dave, you know what I mean? I said, look, uh, I've been training this girl, she's really good. I want to give her the best uh, opportunity to get on these big shows, and I know like, Dave can provide that, and he said that he would, and he has done, you know what I mean? So, um, big shout out to Dave Colwell for that. Absolutely. Um, Usyk Tizora headlines the show. Uh, have you run into Alexander Usyk here, Amy? I have done. Um, he's walked past me a few times, but um, that's about it. I've not said hello, but I've walked past him. You know what? He's another weirdo, though, isn't he? So, yeah. like, we like them weirdos, yeah. don't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely one of the funniest boxers out there. Yeah, you should just go and introduce yourself to him. Yeah, see what he says. Yeah. yeah, I will, at some point. At some point, you you probably have made a rap song about him or something, Kieran. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was gonna get, try and get him a, in there with a game of table tennis with you sick but I've just got beat off fucking Dave Allen man you know what I mean so if you can't beat like Dave him. Allen at table Mate, tennis then don't take on Usyk he got me talking you know what I mean he was trying to put me off you know what I mean so I need to have a rematch I'm not happy with that I'm not satisfied with that performance you know what I mean yeah rematch so let's film it as well yeah film it in case he's cheating in case he's cheating what kind of fight can we expect to see this weekend I'll, I'll ask it to both of you Kieran and, and Amy Go on, yeah, like you go. I'll go first. Go on, I'll go first. It's gonna be exciting. exciting. Look, that's there's it. two girls like to have a fight. They're gonna come forward. They're gonna meet in the middle of the ring and have a fight. Mate. That's 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 that's. It's gonna be look. There's two unbeaten girls. They both want to fight, and you know that's what we're gonna. That's what we should expect. You know what I mean? I hope Carly Skelly brings it because um, we know that Amy Timlin's gonna bring it. You know what I mean? There we go. Echo that. That's that's exactly. I couldn't have said it better. The smash it, Adam. <laughs> that's what's gonna go down. <laughs> We're gonna come with the with a Commonwealth title, and that's the main thing. And I'll be honest, You're not just not fighting for this fight. Look, I'll be honest. I'm well. I'm not. I'm. I'm nervous in the sense of that. Like, I'm well. It's like it's like it's like the qualifier again. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm. I'm. We're back there. We're back to that level where we're gonna take this title. But she's Amy Timlin. I mean, I'm in a better position now. I'm helping somebody else out to get it and we're going to get it, you know what I mean? She's going to get it this weekend and it's for, it's not it's not for me, I'm not bothered about me, for Amy, I'm buzzing for her and for every kid in the gym who comes to the gym to see her win that title, it's going to be, she's an inspiration to them kids. Who, they see her every day walking upstairs to go and warm up and they want, like, everyone's at home cheering her on, uh, che cheering her on and, you know, uh, it's going to be mint for the gym to put that belt up and say, this is what we can do here now if you're and it'll inspire these kids in the next generation we've got some really good kids coming through in the gym as well and we've got girls as well mate you know what i mean so we've got girls in the gym plenty of girls in the gym that was uh that was quite a plug for your gym there as well yeah. it was good on, but you you, you speak you speak the truth but 
Um, we'll look forward to Saturday night anyway. Have either of you got anything you'd like to add? Um. It's going to win down this Saturday night on iFilm Lead. <laughs> Thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Thank you, thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO, and your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's Usyk Chizora fight week, uh, challenging for the European title this week. Tommy McCarthy takes on Bilal Lagoon. Tommy, hair's looking sharp. How are you, mate? Thanks very much. I'm, I'm all good. I'm buzzing to get in the ring here on, on Saturday night. I was, I was a nervous wreck this morning waiting on these COVID results. Because it, it dragged on. I said to come in the morning. It got to like 10 o'clock, I was going, fuck, I must have failed, must have failed, but got my black band, so I'm good to go. That's all you needed, that's all you needed. Uh, yeah, for people, I mean, people have spoken about it, but to be in that environment where you are waiting so long for a test, and it's different for guys like you, because literally your fights are depending on it, and not just you, uh, like your trainer, Pete, yeah. Peter Taylor as well, if he tested, the fight's off, basically. So, um, touch wood, everything's okay, so we can concentrate <laughs> on this weekend. How much do you know about your opponent this weekend? Um, no, um, just what I've seen on YouTube, I've been, like, as I always say, I keep an eye on everything that's happening in the Cruiserweight division. So anyone who has a belt of any sort, always go and check them out to see you know, what they're like, because eventually, the champions, their paths will cross. So I've watched him over the years, and you know, I mean, he's a solid European level opponent. He does everything good, but like he's capable, but not sensational. So I'm very confident, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting this belt. Seems like you've been around for such a long time, and uh, you get your shot obviously on a pay-per-view show this weekend. But does it feel like your kind of career has has gone on that long? Because it does seem like you know it has gone on that far. Yeah. Well. The, I'm a pro six years now, so it doesn't, I don't know, I just try and stay in the moment, so it doesn't feel as long as what it does if I sit and reflect and go, Jesus, all the stuff that's happened from a turn pro, all, all the changes, but I'm just glad to be here, like, everything that's gone before has prepared me for this main stage, so now, pay-per-view, Zora, European title shot, so, it's all, everything's happening at the right time. I think it feels longer for me with you because I think we were interviewing you before you turned professional yeah, yeah. Um, in some back streets of <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> or in some, I remember we was in a pub once, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, before you turned professional, and I, I remember, I remember that. I don't remember the rest of the night, but I do remember we were in, and we was upstairs because that's all I remember—the yeah. upstairs of a pub. That's all I remember. It's, it's a shit story, but I just brought it up anyway. 
Yeah, so that's it. It's just because I've been talking to you for so long. It seems like it's been an eternity, but um, now everything's happening at the right time. You know, they get the, the chance to fight for this belt on such a show. Like, it's just an honor and a privilege to, to be involved. So, fingers crossed, touch wood, it all goes well. It will go well, because I've, I've trained well. So, like I said, I'm excited. What, what have you taken in your career from, from that Richard Reactor fight moving forward to try and use that to your advantage moving forward? Just, I was so embarrassed at the way it all transpired and I never want to feel that way again. I never, like if you Google my name, it comes up like pictures of me boxing, but then there's always a couple of ones of my face I got from React Poor hitting me. <laughs> so I just never want to feel that shame again. So it just makes sure I train hard, makes sure I deliver on the net. Was it, was it difficult, like period of time after that fight for you to kind of come to terms with that? Obviously, you know, it was, it was different from the Askin defeat, but w was that difficult to come to terms with for a while for you? Not really. Um, Obviously, I was down and for a couple of days, but then I just, you know, decided, look, I knew I wasn't finished and I know what I'm capable of doing. So I said, this is never happening to me again. I'm going to make sure of it. So it just made me go harder in the gym, work harder and make sure that I stop listening to outside forces. Because a, a lot of people were kind of, you know, I'm listening to people outside the ring shooting in the do stuff and I'm trying to copy them instead of just doing what I can do. So just um, having more self-belief and just making sure it never happens again. <laughs> well, look, this is, like I said to you, a huge opportunity for you this weekend on, on this huge pay-per-view show uh, for the European title. So hopefully you can kind of possibly kick-start your career again and then push to really where you want to go. Yeah, definitely. This, the European title... It opens all the doors to the, the big team, you know. I, if you look at people who's won this belt before me, they always fight for the world title next. So I'm saying this is almost like a world title eliminator because Akoli won it and next he's fighting for the world title. James Tennyson, my managerial stablement, he won it, fought for the world title. Carl Frampton, Paul McCluskey, like Tony Bally won it, went and fought for the world title. So that's kind of the path the EBU title takes. So that's that's the road I want to get on. So that's what I'm saying. Get this belt and we're going for the world, boy. <laughs> Tommy, uh, just kind of sticking with the whole cruiserweight talk as well. Uh, one of the best cruiserweights, probably the best cruiserweight of the last half many years, Alexander Usyk, who's obviously fighting Derek Chisora at heavyweight. He's in action this week. Uh, we don't know what he's like. Uh, Properly at heavyweight, he's only had that one fight with Chaz Witherspoon, which he had a year ago. But um, how do you see this fight going? Chisora will provide more than a test for Alexander Usyk this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good, tough fit. I think Dag put it on him early, put him under pressure. But Usyk just has sublime skills. So I think he'll box his way to um, a points victory. But it's not going to be an easy fit, but a good, good tough test. But you never know, heavyweight boxing, it's just one shot can change the whole thing. So you could be going for Derek. It'll be all sick. <laughs> I'm glad we got your uh, interpretation of their pronunciation of each other's names. Um, okay, well, Tommy, listen, much appreciate your time on IFL TV. Wish you the best of luck 
Uh, I'm sure everyone back home for you as well will be rooting for you watching on Sky Sports as there's no crowd here and no one can physically actually can come and watch you fight aside from the people involved with the show. So best of luck. And uh, yeah, go and get the European title. Thanks very much. And just in closing, can I just say for all the AFL viewers, me and Joe Joyce are now brothers and we're not related in any way. We just look like each other. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, Tommy. Thank you very much. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassius for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. Usyk Chizora Fight Week. Delighted to be joined by Miss or Mrs. Miss Carly Skelly. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Wonderful. Um, huge opportunity for yourself uh, on, a, on a big card pay-per-view show uh, against Amy Timlin, uh, Timlin for the Commonwealth title. So how are you feeling ahead of your fight? I'm um, feeling good, feeling ready to be honest. It's been um, a long, long training camp for us. We've, we've had a few little date changes along the way, so we're ready to get in there now. When you say date changes, are you talking about for this fight here? Uh, no, for mine and Amy's. So originally we were meant to fight in August and then if, um, it was meant to be the 2nd of October. And with all like this, what's going on this year, they, they fell through. Um, but it hasn't worked out in a bad way, looking at the card that we're on. Um, so best opportunity for both of us. Yeah, because I'm sure I've seen this fight poster for you and Amy like a few months ago. Like you said, it must have been around that time. So, yeah, everything happens for a reason. It's been scheduled on this and I'm sure you're you're happier to be fighting on kind of a platform like this. Yeah, definitely. It was meant to be 2nd of October um, when it all did go fall through. Um, and then we were told it was going to be announced again soon, probably for the end of the month when we found out what, what it was on. I was made up, you, you know, to boss opportunity, big bill. So, yeah, made up. Absolutely. Um, for people that don't know, tell me a little bit about kind of you've been pro for two years now. But before that, talk to me about kind of uh, your amateur career before that. Yeah. Um, so I was an amateur for two years. Um, I ended up getting to an ABA final um, and ended up boxing for England. Um, and then ended up in the GB Championships. Um, I'm 33 though now, so I got to a point where I was at that age where I'd had a few decisions which I, you know, wouldn't have agreed on and thought, where am I going in the amateurs? I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, so I made the decision to turn over. Um, I've had three, I've won three, and just enjoying it all. Um, Amy Timlin, uh, I think she's had one more fight than yourself uh, at four fights. Have you watched any of Amy's fights? I've seen it in the amateurs, she boxed a girl who I know um, up by me, so I've seen it vaguely, but other than that, no, I don't, I don't tend to watch my opponent, so yeah, I just get in there on the night and deal with that, leave my coach to um, do all his digging work and just do what we do in the gym together. There's the thing about women's boxing that you can find yourself fighting for, like you're fighting for a Commonwealth title, 
and a few fights more in, you could be challenging for a world title. It's just the way the fast-paced movement of kind of you don't have to have loads of fights. You haven't got to have 20 fights to be fighting for a world title. Savannah Marshall's fighting for a world title. I'm thinking an attempt fight, etc. So um, it can be quickly paced. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, there's not as many female. It's it's quite new. Um, there's more and more coming all the time. For me, I, I just want to keep boxing. I want to box everyone out there. I want to be like this world champion undefeated who's boxed everyone out there. But again, like you say, we can get there a lot quicker than the men because there isn't as many out there. And at the minute, with the females, especially in, in, in the UK, it's amazing because we're fighting very even level fields. Everyone's fighting similar levels and there's been some amazing fights and I'm pretty sure this will be another another great uh, female fight on Saturday. Yeah, you, you talk about that. The female fights that are featured on the Matchroom Fight Camp cards over the last two or three months have kind of really stolen the show. I mean, uh, Jonas and Harper and uh, Rachel Bourne, Shannon Courtney. Uh, the, the, the fights of Katie Taylor's obviously rematch with Delphine Pearson. All those fights have kind of really caught fire. Yeah, they've all they've all been fantastic, and um, obviously with the women, they're only the, the two minutes as well, rather than the men with the three. So the the toe to toe, because you're out you're out there trying to get what what you want to get done quite quickly. So there've been some good toe to toe action, and the women that have been on these shows quite recently have shown how, how good the females are at the minute. So. Um, there's a lot, of, lot to live up to what the fights have been like recently, like, but I'm more than confident that's what it's going to be again on Saturday for Mox. Uh, and when you look at like, even like Rachel Ball, she defeats Shannon Courtney. Yeah. She's now fighting on the women's card uh, on the 14th of November. I say women's card, it will be split, but the main three fights are women's fights. Um, and she's fighting for a world title against Ebony Bridges. So it just goes to show you put in a performance on Saturday, you don't know what that will lead to. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, it's it's a boss opportunity for both of us. So go out there and you know give a, a great performance, and you, you never know what's around the corner. The way the way it's spiraling out of control for women's boxing at the minute. Um, so so that's the plan is to go out and give a good show and um, watch this space. Yeah. So how long have you been in this bubble environment for? So we got in yesterday. Um, I'm saying yesterday. I've lost I've lost what day it is now. Yeah. So yesterday. Today? Yesterday afternoon we got here. Um, tested straight in the room. Um, yeah, felt felt a bit mad like being locked up. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that. I think a lot of people were in the room for around 22 hours. So yeah. it, even though you're not in a prison cell, it's like the fact that you can't walk out the door until your, your test comes back clear yeah. f makes you feel like that, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. It's just the fact of um, not being able to go out. But for me, it, it was perfect. And in some ways, as I've, I've got two kids at home, so I'm just treating this as a little holiday as well. The pre the pre um, fight time is just lovely to get into read and chill. It's, it's nice. Absolutely. Um, yeah, all the fighters are kind of basing themselves either in their rooms or they'll be on this floor. Um, I'm sure you would have seen Alexander Usyk kind of just pacing up and down today, and Derek Chisora. Have you kind of? take a note of all these kind of uh, fighters that just been strolling around here today? Yeah, yeah, um, I've managed to see a few of them. I was actually in the gym before um, and Chisora popped in, so <laughs> just in there in his undies. I was like, all right. Yeah, I think I, I was there, I was there, I was there. I walked in, that's when I asked you uh, yeah, to come and do the interview and he just walked in and he told me to get out, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's... It, it's 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 a mad situation like being in. I've not been in this environment as such yet, so it's been it's been really good, really good experience, and I'm looking forward to Saturday night now. 
Absolutely. Um, have you spoken to Eddie Hearn while you've been in this bubble? Uh, yeah, I didn't even realise it was him, to be honest. I didn't realise how tall he was. I was just standing next to somebody who was really tall and said, I was like, go on, say hello to Eddie Hearn then. <laughs> and I was like that then, looking up. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, it, it, it's like, it's quite evident that whoever puts performances in, like I said, over the last few weeks, especially while we're in this closed doors environment, there is kind of something at the end of it. There's a Commonwealth title for you, but there's also... Um, the possibilities of going on to bigger fights and uh, being on other shows like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's just it's a great opportunity now, like you're saying, it's for this belt. So I'll just go out there and give it me all on um, Saturday and I'm more than confident it's it's going to be um, a start of a new journey for myself. So looking forward to it. OK, uh, prediction? Stoppage, maybe? There's a very good chance that that could happen. I'm a powerful hitter, so, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll look forward to it. Okay, uh, Carly Skelly, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Wish you the best of luck in your fight with Amy Timlin, and hopefully we'll grab a word of you at some other point this week. Ah, oh, brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. I remember when we spoke a few years ago in London um, upon Kelbrook versus Triple G and I said to you, does Kel have a chance? And you said to me at that time, Kel can't make 147. He then fought Errol Spence. I asked you again, how would he cope? And you said, if he makes the weight correctly, if he lives a life before fighting him correctly, there's a chance. He's now going in with regarding, regarded as another great fighter, top five, in Terence Crawford, November 14th. He's split with Dominic Ingo for this camp. Uh, it doesn't look like he's working with Eddie Hearn, which we'll come to, but is this a tough fight? And as Carl Froch said, that Kelbrook is just cashing out. What are your thoughts? And I know you've known Kel for a long, long time. Well, okay, so therefore, people can expect me to, 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 uh, to, to tow the party line because Kel's my boy. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think that this fight... If you'd have said two or three years ago, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have really hand on heart uh, said, "Yeah, man, this is like, don't write Kel off. This, this can be done." Uh, now I'm, I've got doubt there. The doubt is this because the big over a year, less than a year ago, Kel said, "I've probably got a year left in this game." Uh, so that that tells me his desire, his his one, his his reaction, everything he does is not what it was. And he knows that. So that's why you make such a bold prediction, a bold prediction. So therefore, Kel is probably not the fighter he was uh, and right now. Uh, and so in saying that, him getting in with Terence Crawford, he needs that godsend day where everything that night, that hour, that minute falls into place. 
147 to this day, I still don't really figure out how he can do it. I could get you down to 147, but you won't be able to tie your shoelaces. You understand? So Keller's gone through it and got himself down to the weight. And, 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 and remember, what he brought Spence, he was actually on point. He, for the first four or five rounds, Cat was doing his, doing his thing. And then all of a sudden, because of the weight, you know, he wasn't as strong, he wasn't as dominant. First time I saw him getting bullied around the ring. Um, so, so that told me, that, that clarified to me, that okay, you ain't, you ain't a well away. That, that's dumb, man. So, so Kel has got himself down to the weight, and that's because all he's, he's, he's trained and trained and trained and trained and trained. And he's got himself into, into, um, into good condition. And he's right, I feel good at the weight. I, I, I'd love to, I know he's been sparring with Conor Ben, and I think he's been doing some paddy work with Anna Metchers and uh, a coach from out in Gran Canaria. Um, so I know he's been trying to tick as many boxes as he, as he, as he can in regards to that. He, and and I'm quite, these guys will get him into condition because that's what Kel's done all his life. It's not just about getting into condition, it's getting into the right condition and getting into the right mental condition as well, as in game plan, as in how you go about things. Is he um, bondage without dumb? I, I do believe so. That's my honest truth. I do believe so. I don't think they're falling out. I just think it doesn't work for either of them. And um, I'm quite sure those two are still in contact. Uh, daily, it just didn't work between them uh, because Cal wanted to spend his time out in future insurance and, and Dominic's got a thriving gym where he's got to take care of his other fight, fighters, he's got to justify it. So, so that's where that's where there's a, a, an issue here with a lot of fighters where, and I understand that they'll they'll go abroad for better conditions, have better concentration in regards to going going away to training camp. I totally get that. I totally get that. But to me, it's about if I've got a coach and my coach knows the roadmap from A to B to get me there, to get me to, to succeed when I get there, that's his job. So I'll eat right, I'll sleep right, I'll train right, I'll do everything expected of me. I'll give him that respect because you can't be everything. You can't be the bus driver, ticket, ticket, ticket inspector and passenger. You've got to, this is your position. So Cal, you're a fighter. Cal's a fighter. So he's thinking, right, I need somebody to, to map out a plan of how I'm going to do this, and I'll give it my bit special. So, so, so it's got to the point where Kel's saying, I want to be abroad, uh, and this suits me. And uh, Mike McClass is selfish, but that's what he's got to do because that makes him, that suits him. Uh, but does, it get the, does he get the best um, of everything whilst he's out there? I don't think so. I think Dominic will always get the best out of Kel, and we've seen that. Uh, so this is something that is going to be lacking in this fight, which I think is very important uh, up against somebody like Crawford. So, so for Kel, I think he's up against it. I think it's a big ask, uh, not an impossible ask, because I know what Kel's capable of doing. I've seen this boy on, on form, but but everything uh, common sense tells you that uh, I wouldn't put my house on it. And I had a chance to put my house on it probably two or three years ago. Maybe three years ago, I won't do that now. Um, I wish him more the best. I hope he pulls it off, especially for Sheffield, and especially for for Kel to be a chance to be two time two time world champion. I hope he pulls it off. But I'm being realistic and I'm being honest. I think it's a tough, tough, tough night uh, and a tough ask, but not an impossible ask. Even though Crawford has been pushed up there again, saying this guy's this and that, I think he's beatable. I do believe he's beatable. Uh, but it's finding that uh, fight to that. To understand the blueprint and the uh, and the game plan to beat him. 
Vinay Eddy's confirmed that the fight's not going to be on Sky Sports because Bob and team want this fight to be on pay-per-view and they can't put it in the middle of Chizora Usyk, White Povetkin, um, and then obviously got AJ Pulev as well, which is all on pay-per-view. So Kel wasn't obviously too pleased with this. He did an interview recently with IFL TV and he said, um, and I quote, all he had to do was sign the contract for Brooke, but was more interested in signing his own book. Um, and he then went on to say, we were boys from the start. And then he's going off like this when I'm, when I'm in the fight of my life. I, um, how could I say? I, uh, that's, that's obviously, Frank Warren once says to me, when he was my promoter, he said, John, you have to work with a lot of people I don't like. It's business. Uh, so this situation with, with Kel and, and Eddie, this is business. So if this business doesn't suit Eddie's business, um, and it doesn't suit his relationship with Sky, it doesn't suit his relationship with, with Matchroom, then, then it don't work. Don't be surprised if Kel won, that, that Eddie and, and Kel had worked to get, get together again. These things happen. They're like marriages, man. People have spats. You know, Kel's not happy about the situation. Eddie's saying, well, it don't work for me. And, and you can, can kind of compare Kel and Dom. It didn't work for Kel staying in Sheffield, so he's moved. It's business. It's not personal. So again, it's not a personal thing. I think it's business, and I, I don't understand. Sorry, I can't. I can't quote. I can't. Um, I can't um, speak on behalf of Eddie, even though I'm I'm Eddie's boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't speak on behalf of Eddie. Uh, I can't speak on behalf of Sky. I can speak. I can just use common sense, and. Um, um, and 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 don't be surprised if these two are, are back in bed together if Cal pulled it off, or 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 not. Just don't be surprised. It's just it's just how it is. All right, Johnny Nelson. Thank you for a few moments of your precious time this evening. I appreciate you uh, answering well, my my text message within a few moments and then saying, "Yeah, let's do it." Finally, let's do it, G. Uh, uh, when are you in the bubble? Are you I'm in the not there. I, it's Coogan. It's Coogan there. You need to blow Coogan out. Because Coogan will probably watch this. You're better than Coogan. I'm just saying. So you need to blow him out. So I, I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want to, 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 to blackboard you. But you're better than Coogan. So uh, if you've seen this, Coogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see your 10th, um, your uh, well, the, the IFL 10th anniversary message that you sent. So I saw that and I was quite... Uh, you know what? I, listen to me. Listen to me. AFL. It doesn't matter. Love or loathe them. They are the, the trailblazers. Look at the amount of people are out there now doing it. And they're, they're head and shoulders above everybody. And Kogi, how he gets them, and I know James, he and James started it, but Kogi was probably the one that everybody knew because Kogi's very good at playing the fool to catch the wise. And, and he'll, he'll ask you really what you seems to be a dumbass question. And he gets the best out of people. And and it and it's it's a it's, it's a non successful formula, so 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 I don't think um, I think Coogan makes IFL. I think he's been smart in in the team he's picked to represent IFL. Um, I think IFL um, are, are well renowned in our sport, and it's the future. You know, they they, they cottoned onto it ten years ago. Uh, now everybody's doing it, so that's why they're, they're ahead of it. And uh, so yeah, good on them. Respect you. Respect where it's due. He set the trend for everybody to follow. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt, without yeah, a doubt. Uh, at least 30, 40 boxing YouTube channels now. 
Yeah, and you know what? You think, can I know some, again, someone like Frank, Frank Warren. Frank, and Frank was, was, was my promoter. Frank was very, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as, 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 as I found, not as approachable as an Eddie. So, so, but when Coogan does an interview with Frank, he gets an album like, God, you man. Now, I know Frank socially is, 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 is a, he's very social. I gather he's a, and he's good company uh, and he's very sociable. But when you're one of his fighters, you just don't feel like, like you're on the same level. But I'm thinking, Coogan gets it out of him. And he does it with everybody. He does it with fighters that are pissed off and he gets the best out of them. Uh, and so he manages them to, 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 to get, get people to drop their guard. But that's what you want. You want the real stuff. And, and uh, I think sometimes he's probably in danger of putting himself in a position where he's, he's, he's got his foot, in, his foot in both camps. So people like me put, the, put, him, put him in it. And, uh, but I think IFL, you've set a trend. I think you've done an amazing job. And uh, keep, let's see another 10 years on the, on the rock. Hopefully, hopefully you're still with us in 10 years time, Johnny, and that hip of yours. Johnny Nelson for <laughs> IFL TV. <laughs> Thank you very much. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.